If you like symphonic metal, and if you love Jesus, this edition is for you because we have with us tonight Barry Dreyer from Reflection of Glory to celebrate the release of his new album coming up this week called Escape the Dream. So stick in there with us, hang in there, don't go away. And if you do go away, don't go away mad. Well, welcome back to Raven's Heart. We are live. And one of the things that I like about this format, Barry, is we get interaction from our viewers. And we just got a message from Sonny Iverson. He's been following <laughs> us for a long time. He said, doubt I leave mad. Sonny, thank you for that. We're glad you're not going to leave mad. We're not going to disappoint you tonight. Hey, this is going to be really cool because all of you out there in YouTube, Facebook land, and Twitch land, we're on all three right now. You're going to be able to ask Barry questions, comment on his music, and he'll be able to respond to it. I'm very excited about Barry being with us because I am a big fan of symphonic metal, and I'm a big fan of his project, Reflection of Glory. And this is a big week for him because this week on Sunday, January 31st, he's releasing his new album, Escape the Dream. Barry, welcome to Raven's Heart. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited, a little nervous to be on with you live tonight. But uh, yeah, like you said, big week. And uh, I love what you're doing here, um, streaming all this stuff live. And uh, I hope nobody asks me uh, any questions that's too hard for me to answer. <laughs> you're a smart guy. I think you can handle it. Just so that our viewers and listeners know, I get nervous every time before we do these. And it takes a little while for me to, to loosen up. So it just reminds me that I am weak in the flesh. So Barry, Escape the Dream. This is a mammoth project that you took on that's coming out in the next few days. What is the concept behind this album? So a lot of the uh, the imagery in the album is built on dualities. You know, the, the dark versus light, good versus evil, uh, internal versus external, spiritual versus physical. Uh, but the big one, obviously, where the name of the album comes from, uh, the, the idea of dreaming versus being awake. Um, and so playing off of that idea, thinking of the material world around us, the world we see and touch, uh, that's like the dream world. Um, so if the reality we see is dreaming, uh, what's it mean to be awake? Uh, and that which the album tries to answer is that knowing there is a spiritual reality that we cannot see. And that's the the spiritual reality behind the physical world um, with a little bit of irony there that what is unseen is a greater truth than what is seen, which that doesn't mean the world around us is meaningless. Uh, it actually, because there are spiritual things that makes everything we can see and touch more meaningful because of the spiritual realities behind it. Uh, so the idea for the album, oh, sorry, 
No, no, wow. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> Keep going, brother. Uh, but but each of the songs is like a, a series of dreams. Um, each one kind of telling a little story, uh, each one a different allegory. Uh, so you're having these different dreams that are telling us something that's true about the real world. And we got a comment from Michelle, who's a a listener and viewer here's an easy question how long have you been playing professionally barry uh well thanks michelle I, I don't know if that's actually an easy question um professionally uh i guess i kind of got my real professional start while i was still in college um playing for some local theater productions uh in a community theater and that was probably 2009 um, so I guess about 11 years and I've been in one level or another, been playing professionally since then. It's not a real long time. And when you listen to the quality of your music and we're going to take a listen to some of Barry's tracks tonight. So hang in there, everybody, the quality of the tracks and the quality of your mus musicianship, I think Bach and Handel would give you a high five after listening <laughs> to this album. It's, it's that good. And I'm not making that up because I had the privilege of listening to this several months ago so that I could review it. And it's a phenomenal album. And I would say that everything with this album, Barry, is what I would call elegant and intricate at the same time. Everything from the cover art, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, to the composition of the music, and then the poetry of the lyrics is just phenomenal. And I could tell by listening to this that this is not something that you just put together in a few weeks downstairs in your basement, that oh, this, took some, <laughs> this took some time. When did you start this project and how long did it take you to do this? Uh, well, some of the ideas for songs have been bouncing around in my head for years, like maybe since 2014 for some of the songs. Um, but I really started... Uh, to actually write, take the idea, put them into song, and uh, start forming the album uh, in the beginning of 2018. Um, you know, part of the beauty of getting to make music the way I do, I, I'm doing it all myself um, in my own studio, in my own free time. Uh, part of the beauty of that is not having any deadlines. So I get to spend as long as I need to to get it right. Um, and I was, I was hoping to have the album done by the fall of last year, uh, but it just wasn't ready. And so I didn't want to rush it. I wanted to make sure it was as good as I could do it and uh, better to get it right and take a little more time. Yeah. Michelle replied back, awesome, Barry. I like the theme of your album. I can't wait to hear it. Well, Michelle, you're going to get to hear a little bit of it tonight. So with the COVID going on, and the quarantine, did that give you a little bit of extra time to work on this when you were stuck at home and not able to go anywhere? Did that give you some extra time to work on this album? It did. And that was that was nice. I know the viruses uh, and the lockdown have, have devastated a lot of people and losing family, losing friends and losing jobs. And I've been very blessed and I'm very thankful that that's not been the case for me. Um, I, I did lose a job because of it, but uh, it gave me more time to spend with my family and more time to work on the album and more time to spend uh, at my, what I think is my most important job where I work doing music in my local church. And so, you know, 
getting that break um, actually took a lot of the stress out of the process. And I'm thankful that, uh, you know, it was not a, a rough year for me because of that. So how do you hope that God would use this album? Uh, well, I hope for people who are Christian, who, who listen to it, that they would be encouraged by it. Um, there's a lot of struggle in, in these songs, uh, struggle between people and God, struggle uh, within people, like inside of themselves, and then um, struggle against our sin. So for, for Christians, if you're in the middle of a struggle, I hope that you know this music would encourage you and uh, would be a reminder that God is also fighting with you for you. Um, and for those who, who are not Christian, uh, I hope you listen to it first, uh, that you're not turned off by the Christian label. Um, but see if there's something in the lyrics, uh, in these allegories, in these, in these images that, uh, resonates with you. See if there's something that, you know, really grabs your, uh, your imagination and you think, yes, that is true. Now, now why is that true? And really, uh, dig into it. And, uh, you know, I hope that, that God would take that and use that. You just brought up a very good point about this, the struggling and another word for that. And you'll actually find this in scripture is strive. Mm -hmm. uh, and it re reminds me of that scripture verse where it says the spirit of God will not always strive with man. And what's going on in the world right now, what God is doing with many different people is he's struggling with them. <clears throat> he's striving with them. And I think maybe at this point in time in history, especially over the past few weeks, people are wondering what in the world is going on and their, their world has been rocked. And some of that I believe is possibly God striving with them to say to them, you know, and I just want to say this with everything that's gone on over the past couple months, past couple weeks, you're like, God, what is going on? And you're trying to listen to the news, which I stopped listening to, and you're trying to put it all together. And the other day when I was studying the word, he's just like, just follow me. Don't listen to that. Just follow me. And all this stuff that's going on, I believe that all this shaking that's happening is part of God's striving with man, because we put our faith in all sorts of things other than mm -hmm. him. We put our faith in government. We put our faith in people. We put our faith in our jobs. We put our faith in our health. And all of those things, as you said at the beginning of this edition, that's all temporal. That's all going to go away. That's not really reality. And just a few minutes ago, when you started talking about the concept of this album, talking about a dream, escape the dream, I was thinking, and maybe you can answer this in a little bit, is why didn't you name it Escape the Nightmare? We can get back to that, <laughs> but because that's what it's more like. But as I studied this and, and was taking a look at what you wrote and, and really diving into the music. It's like, okay, I get why it's a dream because everything around us so, seems so sweet, but it's, it's really not. But to dream requires somebody to be in a state of slumber because the definition of a dream is the images, the emotions, the thoughts that all run through your mind while you're in a state of slumber, while you're not awake, while your eyes are closed. But this escaping the dream that you're talking about in this album, and I'd like to talk like you to talk about this a little bit more, is not escaping a dream from sleep like we know it at night, like we're going to do in a few hours, hopefully. Um, it's escaping a dream when your eyes are wide open and you can see, but you can't see. I think it's kind of like that old uh, that old paradox, eyes wide shut. You know, right. 
Yeah. Can you what what does it mean if somebody and this might help a listener that's that's watching or a viewer that's watching? What does it mean to be asleep in a dream but be fully alive, awake, and able to see with your physical eyes? What does that mean? Oh man, nothing like a, a really deep loaded question. I to... had to do that. I had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um... I mean, there's a couple of, of layers to the the idea of escape escape the dream, right? And and why is it not escaping a nightmare? Um, because it's what we think we want, right? Um, our our dreams, you know, whether that's a, a particular job or you know you want a perfect house or maybe you want a different um, you know different family arrangement, whatever whatever you think would make your life better if it were different. You know, we, we build those things up that, you know, well, once I get that, you know, then I'll be satisfied, then I'll be happy. Um, and, you know, we dream about those things and we pursue those things. And then if we actually possess those things, um, there's always something else that enters in next to take its place. So, you know, if I'm dreaming about, this 10% raise and then my life will be good because I'll finally have enough money. And then you get that raise. And then, uh, well, no matter how much money we have, we manage to spend it all. Right. And then you're, you'll always want more. And, um, you know, those finite things will never ultimately fulfill you. And so we've got to escape the idea that pursuing those dreams will satisfy us. Um, and you can, you know, with eyes wide open and, you know, fully functioning mind, you know, you can be living in life, pursuing those dreams and not realize that you're trapped by them. You know, that's funny when you say that about thinking that, oh, I'm going to get that 10% raise and life is going to be better. I was just thinking about <laughs> where I work, whenever I get a 10% raise, two days later, they raise the parking fee for, for right. <laughs> so it, it never, it never works out. And I just realized what God was showing me is that yeah. it's not about the 10% raise, but it's about him. And in thinking about this and in preparing for this, God led me to second Corinthians chapter four, verse 18 where Paul wrote, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is only temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And really this, in a lot of ways, is a plumb line for reality, because we try to talk about and we try to comprehend reality. And, you know, when we think reality, this, this microphone in front of me is real, that coffee cup that you've got there is real. But those things, they're all going to go away. They're all going to dissipate. They're there's an end to them. But what there is no end to is what's unseen, what we need to be awakened to be able to see. And what would you say, Barry? I'm sure there's going to be a skeptic that's maybe watching this right now or watching this later saying, you guys are nuts. Because here you are talking about reality, talking about being awakened. And Barry, you just spent a lot of money and a lot of time on a project about somebody who you can't see in a world you can't see. And here you two guys are babbling on, uh, you know, for about an hour or so live streaming about the intangible. And I'm sure there's somebody who probably thinks that we need a rubber room with jackets with no sleeves now. But <laughs> what would you say, Barry, to the skeptic who says, you guys are nuts? Uh, well, I, I'd say I used to be exactly like you. Um, 
even growing up in church, uh, you know, a, a family that was Christian, we were we were there pretty much every week. I thought the whole thing was ridiculous. I mean, I remember at a at a pretty young age, I was in middle school at some point, and just realizing, you know, you guys are talking about some God that you can't see, and He's supposed to have created everything. I mean. I didn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, and so I totally get that. I mean, for the person who believes there is only, you know, the material world, what we can what we can observe and measure, uh, I, I totally get it. You can't prove the existence of God with a measuring stick. Um, but, you know, I, I believe now it's equally ridiculous to believe that we all ended up here by some accident or random chance. Um, you know, there's just too much design and too much of our existence uh, for it to be here without some sort of creator behind it. So, you know, to the, to the skeptic, uh, I would say dig into, you know, that's one concept you can pursue, um, testing the truth of the creator uh, to see if the design points to something greater than what we can see. And Barry, on this album, what track would you say would best describe the awakening process? Because we might have somebody that's watching or listening right now where God might be tapping them on the shoulder. And I want everybody to realize this is that you can't wake yourself up. That is something yeah. that God has to do. He has to do it. And it's a wonderful thing. It's when he strives with you, as we were just talking about a few minutes ago. But which track, Barry, on this album best describes the awakening process? And would you recommend for people to listen to so they can put the, the puzzle pieces together and connect the dots about the awakening process? Which, which track is that? Uh, well, you ask it that way. And I don't think I, I wrote this song to be a description of the awakening process. Um, but it would be the track Beyond Evermore, which is at the end of the album. It, it is the last song with lyrics um, because it is the call to awake out of the dream. You know, you've been going through these series of dreams and now here's an allegory at the end um, to give you a picture of what leaving that dream could be like. And uh, it's very narrative describing that awakening um, kind of is walking a trail uh, in, in the wilderness. I always picture mountains because I like mountains. Um, and, then, and then you're moving from, from one reality into another. You're on this trail and then you meet this mystical doorway. And when you pass through, you're entering into the next reality, which is in parallel uh, to the first. And so then, you know, the lyrics go, as I reach the threshold of this trail, I do not know. A voice rings clear as crystal through the trees. And then that voice calls out, you walking sleeper trapped within this world, not as it seems. Open your eyes, leave this dream. And that is God. God is the one who calls us. Like you said, we can't wake ourselves up. Uh, God is the one who calls us out of the dream and shows us the truth. He reveals the truth to us. And so then later in the song, you know, it's the description of that duality on my own without God, I dream in death, but in him awake to life. And so our, our hope is for God to open our eyes so that we can escape the dream. 
those lyrics are so powerful. And as you were reading those lyrics about the mystical door, I'm thinking about the picture that's behind me on the wall that my daughter draw, drew, um, drawed. Yeah, I'm doing real good. I can't edit this stuff. Um, but my daughter drew, uh, I need another, another swig of cup, cup of coffee here from the, the Middle Dog Cup. Mm. There we go. That she drew of the young lady standing at the door where it's just black and it's just a mystery behind the door. It's, it's so powerful. And the first track on your album is entitled Hound of Heaven. And it's mm -hmm. based upon a poem written in 1893 by an English poet named Francis Thompson. And this track is epic. It's consists of what, seven chapters and goes for about 13 minutes long. And the 13 minutes is a absolute roller coaster ride. When I listened to it, you had my attention. It wasn't like, you know, listening to a song that just goes on for 13 minutes. It seemed well, like, <laughs> you know, no, it, it, um, it, it just took me from one, one phase of the song to the next, uh, just very well put together. Can you tell us a little bit about the Hound of Heaven? Ah, well, there's, there's a lot to say about the Hound of Heaven. Um, so the poem, like you said, written by, Francis Thompson, which he actually wrote that poem is uh, autobiographical of him. Uh, so if you're into poetry, especially long poems, um, I'd encourage you to go find it. You can find it online and read it, read it because even in uh, 13 minutes of a song, there's a lot in the poem that got left out of my adaptation of it. Um, and so the narrative of the song and the poem and Thompson's life follows a pattern that is uh, very common for a lot of Christian, a lot of Christians. I think um, that on some level we are exposed to the gospel. Um, you know, we hear about, we know about God, uh, but we don't really like it. And so, you know, we, we try to leave that behind uh, maybe we love the world too much or we're afraid God will keep us from having fun um, because, you know, the world thinks that anything is fun is a sin, which is not true. Um, and so, you know, for whatever the reason, we run from God trying to find fulfillment in different things, whether it's, you know, the, the carnal pleasures or you know, the noble pursuits like art or things like that. Uh, but ultimately, you know, those things aren't ultimately fulfilling. They are fulfilling for a time, uh, but not, not completely. And then at some point for Christians, God will break through that. And, and he breaks down those things that we've been chasing and trying to fill ourselves up with. And those things we've been setting up as God in his place. Uh, and then he'll put us in our place. Uh, and even, but even in that process of breaking us down, uh, he restores us and brings us back into a right relationship with him. And uh, <clears throat> that's really man, my favorite moment in this song comes in, you know, the, the chapter five, uh, the rebuke chapter. Um, if you're familiar with the story of Job uh, in the Bible, uh, there's this scene at the end of that story where God confronts Job in the whirlwind and he's, you know, speaking out of the whirlwind. And that's kind of the, that's the idea I had in mind for this section of the song where uh, the hound of heaven finally catches the protagonist and he speaks out of the whirlwind and puts the protagonist in his place. Uh, and this section kept getting stuck in my head. I mean, for 
for the past two plus years, this paragraph has been stuck in my head and that's how I knew it was good. And that's what kept me working on this song uh, because after God breaks in, uh, he restores us. And this is what he says. Uh, God speaking says, who can you find who will love you as I coming down from on high to pursue you, your dead heart to raise all your life, all the idols you chased as I took them away to protect you by omniscient grace. Like a child, you cannot comprehend my eternal plan to redeem you. Now, come follow me. Wow. And I'm going to play that snippet for our listeners so they can get a little bit of a taste of it. And then we're going to come back and talk about another song on that album that has just got the crunch and the edge to it. That's just absolutely amazing. This is a snippet from Hound of Heaven from Barry's new album coming out this Sunday called Escape the Dream. Wow. <laughs> and you did this project all by yourself, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that well, is just... Yeah I, yeah. I did have one friend join in on uh, vocals for one of the songs, but yeah. Wow. Wow. The next track that I'd like to talk about, and we're going to play the entire track, and you just released a lyric video for this right. on Friday, which yep. is really cool. And we're going to show that. And I'd encourage our viewers to chime in on what they think and what God's doing in them and ask you questions about it. It's called Graves of Craving. And I like it because I said earlier, it's got edge, it's got bite, it's got a little bit of cynicism in it. And it's got what I like in my metal, it's got the crunch. So can you tell us a little bit about Graves of Craving before we melt our viewers' faces off? <laughs> uh, well, the, the whole concept for that song, um, came from, from one small section in Numbers chapter 11, um, verse, verse 34, I think it was. And that's where Israel's wandering in the wilderness. Um, you know, God's providing them with quail and manna to, to feed the whole nation. And the people got greedy and gathered a whole lot more than they needed. And then it, um, the Bible says, while the meat was still between their teeth, before it was chewed, the anger of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord struck the people with a very severe plague. So the name of that place was called Kibroth Hatava, because there they buried the people who had been greedy. And uh, I bet I butchered that Hebrew name, but Kibroth Hatava means graves of greediness. Wow. And, and that idea of graves of greediness, yeah, it was like, ooh, there's, yeah. there's a song in there. And uh, I switched out greediness for cravings because it rhymes. Um, but I, I just, I took that idea a little bit, not just our craving for wealth, but you know, whatever it is, food, comfort, lust, whatever. Our cravings for these created things, uh, if we desire those things more than God, uh, you know, it'll bring about judgment. And that's the dream that we're escaping, that the material satisfaction is not the ultimate reality. 
And we have two comments here. I see one from an Eliza Dreyer. Do you know that person at all, Barry? She says, "Woo!" <laughs> yeah, there, there are only so many dryers in the world. So thanks, Eliza, for the shout out. <laughs> and Michelle says, wow, deep and so true. And what we're going to do now is we're going to check out Graves of Craving, and we are going to melt your faces off. So be prepared. Here we go.
Wow. Okay, so we got some comments here, Barry. I want to go back up. I was showing them a minute ago. Our friend and uh, loyal listener up in New York State had to stop plowing snow for a moment and say that I dig that couch guitar and I could see a Broadway musical being built off this project. Yeah, I agree, Rick. Um, <laughs> do, we have, do we have a Broadway project in the works here? I'm just waiting for Broadway to call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is just the level of creativity that's being expressed here. The, the story, uh, there's so much visual. When I see this song, I see a horror film uh, with the doorman. Um, Harry, Harry Becker from Filthy Rags. <laughs> up. What's up? Hey, Harry, how you doing, brother? Thanks for joining us tonight. And we are talking about Reflection of Glory's new album coming out this Sunday called Escape the Dream. And we just listened to the song Graves of Craving. And uh, here we got Michelle Epic. Again, as I said, Barry, I see a horror film, but you did something else here that I don't think any other symphonic metal artist or heavy metal artist or any artist has done ever before. I think this is a first. Thomas Halpanian didn't even do this in Nightwish. You used the word smorgasbord in a symphonic <laughs> metal song. There are very few people that uh, Harry, Harry says he's doing good. And uh, Harry, I hope you're enjoying a smorgasbord tonight in Indiana. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, nobody ever uses that word. I used that word a couple weeks ago, even before I listened to this song. And my daughter was at the table, and I was like, oh, we're going to have a smorgasbord. She looked at me like I was from Mars. She's, she's never <laughs> heard that before. And for you to be able to creatively interweave that into the song is just absolutely amazing. I mean, that is just absolute creativity. But the thing that I like about this song is, you know, I kept thinking about, do you remember uh, Admiral Akbar? from Star yep. Wars. Yep. It's, a it's a trap. It's a trap. And that's exactly what it is. All of our cravings, all of our desires that God put inside of us, because our flesh is so corrupt, we've got the problem of the flesh. But then we've got this whole problem of the demonic world that's totally around us, um, inflaming the flesh. And all the natural desires that we have to eat and I'm going to say it for sex. That's a natural desire that God put in us. And then we want to go into this smorgasbord and just go hog wild with it. And it looks so beautiful on the outside. But then when you get involved in it, it just it just absolutely destroys you. Uh, I was talking to a young man about that the other day. Uh, we were talking about how it's hard to be a young man. And when you get involved in an addiction, it just rewires your brain. And it just totally, totally brings you down. And the other thing I like about this song is when you talk about... Um, Oh, and Rick is saying, hey, to Harry Becker here. There we go. Hey, Harry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We got community going on here tonight. Um, when the clock strikes 12, you get to see things for what they are. And, and that's what's going to happen to all of us at one point or another. Either we're going to be awakened now. And what, um, what, what's going to happen is either it's going to happen now or what's going to happen is in the future, we're going to see it when it's too late, when, it, when it's that day of judgment. But that song, brother, was absolutely epic. And I have to do this. We got it imported into the new program that we're using for broadcasting now. 
Both this album and this song are Mac the Metal Dog approved. Totally. It's got his stamp of approval. Barry, if I need to send you stickers for people to put on the album so that they know that it's Mac the Metal Dog approved, uh, we're good to go. So let's talk about, I want to show people the album cover because this is just amazing. There's so much depth to this. And I'm just going to pull this up here so people can see it. There it is right there. That is the uh, Reflection of Glory Escape the Dream album cover. And we've got a lot going on here. And I think this is more than just a bad hair day uh, for this lady that's on the <laughs> album cover. Can you explain the concept behind the art? Uh, well, so the the concept behind the cover is the same as uh, what's behind the music. And you can see that uh, in that, that woman on the cover, um, her dreams, you know, what, what's in her mind are full of images of evil and death. The, the skulls, there's the serpent with a little bit of imagery from the garden of Eden. And, and those, those are her dreams. What, you know, what's, what's going on in her mind? Uh, because Jesus says the, that evil comes out of the heart of man. You know, evil is not some external thing that is happening to us, but it is coming from uh, within us. And that's, you know, that's in the lyrics on, on my own, I dream in death, even, even the dreams that, you know, the, those, cause even in graves of craving, right. You know, food is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Sex is a good thing. Mm -hmm. you know, money is a good thing, but it's when we, we take those good things and they become ultimate things where they are controlling us instead of we controlling them, um, you know, then they become deadly. They, they kill us, not just physically, but, but spiritually. And so we, that all of those dreams filling up her mind, that's leading to death. And, uh, but it's not a totally dark cover. It's, mm -hmm. it's not only, you know, a barren wasteland, but there is also hope and there is also life uh, because, that's what God brings to us. He brings hope and life and he can bring us out of those dreams that we have and he can redeem those things. So um, the hope that's in there, is that the new moon that's in the background, the new day, the new year? Does that symbolize uh, the hope? I, I was more of the light uh, on the bottom half, you know, if you, if you look again at the, the art, the top half is darkness, but there's light coming from underneath. Um, okay. Yep. I see it. Yeah. I so the, the moon and the mountains and the um, scenery in the background is uh, a second layer to it. How we've been talking earlier um, tonight about how, you know, the material world, the physical world around us is not the final reality. Um, you know, that there's a little imagery portraying that and how we're also escaping um, the idea that our physical world is all that there is. Yeah. And uh, Harry, who's with us tonight, he just made a very interesting comment. And this is so true. Instincts ran rampant. You know, that's, that's really the way that it goes when we live out of check, um, when we live undisciplined and when we live outside of the Lord, when we're just left to ourselves and left to our flesh. The crazy thing is, like you were talking about with Graves of Craving, what we crave 
are the things that destroy us. It's kind of like a, uh, a magnetism to a high degree of my flesh is attracted to what's going to kill me because my flesh is dying. Death is attracted to death. Like attracts like. And instincts run rampant if we just do that. When you throw off restraint, and unfortunately, there does come a time where people, where God will not strive with people anymore. Like we talked about at the beginning of, of this edition, where God said, my spirit will not always strive with man. If you keep pushing it off and pushing it off, your conscience gets seared to those things. And the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to force you to do anything. It's just that gentle breeze. Like you say in the lyrics of your song, um, you know, uh, Beyond Evermore, that gentle caress that keeps the fog at bay. You know, and uh, yeah. Harry agrees with Harry agrees with what we're saying right there. Thank you, Harry. Thank you for chiming in tonight. Uh, really appreciate that. So, Barry, where can people get a copy of Escape the Dream? How can they get their uh, hands on this? It, well, if you want to get your hands on one, uh, reach out to me. There's um, there's a few CDs left from our, our pre-orders and, uh, you know, bulk ordering, you get a few left over, um, soon after next Sunday, they'll be available on our website. So you can order them, uh, directly through the website, or if you can't wait until Sunday, uh, you can go ahead and reach out to me directly. Um, message me reflection of glory on Facebook or YouTube and, uh, go ahead and reserve you one. Um, and then you can get your hands on, a hard and physical CD. And there's, do you still have t-shirts left too? Aren't there t-shirts available? So we've got, um, regular t-shirts in our regular web shop. Uh, but the, uh, the exclusive pre-order t-shirts, uh, were, were just, just ended on uh, last Friday. Okay. Okay. And I'd like to bring up Harry's comment here when we were talking about the scripture, because I know Harry's a guy who loves the Lord. He's very grounded in scripture and how God works and moves. And he has a real heart for souls. And what we were talking about just resonated with Harry. And he's like, y'all rock. So yeah, well, when thanks, you Harry. listen to, uh, thank you, Harry. When you listen to and watch Raven's Heart, you're going to get more than just good music. You're going to get the word of God. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. And I hope that this edition touches somebody's heart. I hope that somebody picks up and listens to escape the dream and that God works on them and, and helps them put the pieces of the puzzle together and do that. So Barry, thank you so much for joining us for this edition of Raven's Heart. For those of you who watch us and listen to us, we are going to be returning to our regular time next week, uh, the 4th of January. Next Thursday, we're going to be returning um, at uh, 7 p.m. on Thursday nights, and that's when we will be on. And if we do any deviation from the schedule, we will let you know. And if you've got any questions for me, you can reach out to me at uh, lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y, at gmail.com. Barry, thank you so much, and may God bless you for the work that you put into this and return blessing to your family. Well, thank you so much for having me, Glenn. I really enjoy uh, each time I get to talk with you about music and about our faith, and uh, wish you the best in everything you're doing with Lithoscry. Thank you. Bless you, brother. With me is Miss Jenna Parr. And if you have not heard Jenna's music, you got to check this out.
are changing like the sea when the world is crumbling i'm reminded Jenna, you can rock and melt people's <laughs> faces off. And because you rock, because you can melt people's faces off, and because you have a heart towards the Lord, we have a very special announcement to make today. Where are you going to be on May 15th, 2021? I am so, so excited to announce that I am going to be at the Get Revelation Rock Fest in Charleston, South Carolina. We have added Jenna to the lineup for Get Revelation Rock Fest 2021. Woo! This thing is going to be absolutely amazing. Now, for all of you that are out there thinking that we're absolutely nuts for doing this because the world is on shutdown, we are moving in faith. And Jenna was brought to us by the Lord. It's just amazing how he's worked this out. And here is the lineup on my copious notes. You like my notes, Jenna? Look at that. I, got, <laughs> I do. I got copious notes here. And of course, the headline band for Get Revelation Rock Fest 2021 is The Letter Black. We also have Zana coming. We have Warhol, Armor of God, The Last Trumpet, and Ziggy. And now we have... Jenna, introduce yourself. <laughs> Jenna Parr. All Woo! right. Yes, we have Jenna Parr. And now <laughs> is the time for you to get your tickets for Get Revelation Rock Fest 2021. It's not too early because right now we are only selling 800 tickets. Only 800 tickets available right now. And you can get them at our website at Lithos Cry. And if you have trouble spelling that, it's right here. Look at that. Huh? lithoscry.com <laughs> or on our Facebook page at lithoscry you can get the tickets through the Eventbrite link right there and if you have any questions about the event you can shoot me an email at lithoscry at gmail.com Jenna do you have anything that you'd like to share with our uh, viewers and those that are going to be coming out to Rockfest uh, not much other than just I am so excited and I can't wait to see all of you it's going to be a great event. It's going to be at the Han Han Amphitheater on May 15th, 2021. We're going to be opening up the gates there at about 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And it is going to be a full day of good rock that glorifies God. Jenna, we are so excited about having you and look forward to seeing you at Rockfest. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited. And for our viewers and listeners, again, lithoscry.com is where you can get tickets. You can also go to our Eventbrite link at Lithos Cry. And the headline band for this event, everybody, is the Letter Black. This is going to be a great event, and it is outdoors. See you on May 15th, <laughs> Jenna. See ya. Lithoscry.com.